the guy's a monster. He was meant to pass this record, right? I'm a, I'm impressed by it. He's meant. He was meant to. I told. I knew he was going to break this record. See how 10 he, years he ago. gets a little upset. No, because there, we all knew LeBron was built for this. The guy. The guy. Ten years ago, we knew was. Gonna, can you just hear me out for two seconds? All right, I'll take a because take a I'm very passionate about this. You are. What's up, everybody? Welcome to 100X. I'm here live with Tony Three-Way Sharp. I like that one. And you already know Marco Hollywood Pomani live in Marco's Man Cave. Uh, Tony, give me an intro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's your Uncle Three-Way. Uh, as always, leave a five-star review. Be sure to follow 100X on all platforms. Make sure you do that for the boys. We really appreciate it. We do. NFL Championship Weekend wow. is now set, my cousin. Uh, let's be, talk about how we flew out and seen them Eagles win. I couldn't be happier that the weekend's over. I, <laughs> have, I haven't been bent over like that since I was in military school, cuz. <laughs> wait, that sounded pretty bad. I haven't been bent over like that since I got spanked when I was a kid. I didn't get bent. All right, a little play on words there for you. Um, we flew out to Philly. Um, I, before this show gets really rolling, I want to talk about Philadelphia and the people. Guys, Philadelphia is the most misunderstood group of people in the country. These fans, these fans are the most pure, genuine, nice people I have ever met in all of the cities that I've gone to. I mean, we've been to a lot of places. <laughs> now, granted, we watched their team blow someone out. <laughs> So they were in a great mood. But, but hey, they were in a great mood before the game they as were. well. They were in the great mood a before lot of the good game. Sports. They were busting balls, but it was all playful. Yep. Was there a couple fucking jagoffs? Absolutely. Yes, there was. But I got news for you. I've been to a okay. million bear games and there's a ton of jagoffs there too. So I just I want to give the city of Philadelphia a shout out. A plus city, the nicest hotel I ever stayed at um, was the four seasons in downtown Philly. That's correct. A plus city A plus hotel. To the, I mean, if you're staying in Philly and you can afford it, you got to stay at the Four Seasons. A plus city, A plus hotel, A, play, a plus experience. And the pizza. The food was great. We went to a place called Angelo's. I've never been there. Food was incredible. I Shout out to that it. guy who bought our food for yes, us. Yes, we had a guy that came up and recognized us, bought us food at Angelo's. I almost forgot. Thank you. Yep. Um, what a cool dude. You know, genuine. And I, next, If you see me next time and you recognize me and I'm somewhere... Come give me a hug. I'll give you a hug, a handshake. Don't be shy. Okay. Um, someone asked me uh, in the messages, they're like, Marco, was that the worst sports loss in person you've ever had? Nope. Nope. Try chartering a plane with your friends. <laughs> flying all the way to fucking Miami. No, no, no. He missed the first portion of the story. New Orleans. Try chartering the plane with your friends, flying in New Orleans, watching the Bears, watching the Bears uh, get, get beat by the Saints on wild card. I remember that. And then I ended up breaking even on that game because of a last second touchdown by Jimmy Graham. And then yes. we fly to Miami. I'm feeling all hot. I'm like, Ohio State's got this. Like, they're going to come out firing. Like, we I stay feel, out till 6 a.m. We're partying. I'm getting <laughs> IVs in the morning. I'm fucking fired up. And then all of a sudden, we go to the game. And I'm like... Man, these uh these Alabama fans pretty feel pretty confident. <laughs> and I started to get a little nervous. I like my pick. I was like, they got this. They're good. I have never seen Ohio State get abused like they got abused in that game. That was Justin Fields, Ohio State, by the way. It was. And Devontae Smith. 
Yes. Oh, is the is is a is was a massacre in that game. And you know who else was phenomenal in who? that game? He who? flies under the radar in this game as he then returns to Ohio State for another season. Chris Olave, Olave. yeah, who's a stud this year. He was special in that game. They I, got their asses I've beat been up. Talking and he, about him, he showed out. I do think Olave uh, next year. If you want to uh, put a little dough on it, I don't know where the odds are on this, but for him to make the Pro Bowl next year, I think it's highly likely. Um, he is he is an unbelievable talent with great route running and amazing hands and he's the fastest guy in the NFL and how about going through a rookie season sorry to get off topic here but going through a rookie season with that cycle of QBs yeah he shined I love uh, him. I love him too um, but yeah my worst sports bet in live in person was an Ohio State loss in the national championship at Hard Rock Casino in uh, right outside of Miami uh, I bet that was the worst by far that was a beating when you're on the plane at least I went home after the Philly game not home I went to the hotel showered or room service with the friends had a nice bonding moment after the Miami the championship we got on the plane and this is me just sitting there like a bust out like this I can't wait to get home COVID was real hot back then remember the Atlanta Atlanta air traffic control had to be cleared out for a COVID cleaning I almost had to park the plane get refueled to make it back to Chicago I was like bang I wanted to punch myself in the head I wanted to COVID was, was so rampant that year we f- we fled to Miami about 15,000 I know times. we did Miami was the only place you could have fun in the country I right. mean literally even in Vegas they were yelling at you um, okay so I'm not going anywhere this week weekend my wife will be in miami so if you see her in miami and she's doing some creepy shit you'd snap me some pictures because i got some money for you all right um talk to me we got we got four quarterbacks left in this league or in the playoffs right now uh who's your favorite you got joe burrow patrick mahomes jalen hurts brock purdy one of the names doesn't fit they say they say but he's there so listen uh as you guys know if you watch the show I'm fucking Joe Burrow all the uh, wow. I'm kind of like a rapper right there. Yeah. Anyways, I'm Joe Burrow all the way. You know what? You know that I am. Um, however, we'll get into this game this weekend. It's getting a little scary for me. I'm seeing a lot of line movement. But if I I said this to someone yesterday, if I was uh, 32 GM number, you know, seven GM in the room. Yeah. Hey, you got the first pick. You get to have anybody in this league. And I know I said last week that Micah Parsons is probably the most dominant player in the league. I still maybe truly believe that. Do you see him throw people around in the game? Yeah, he's an animal. He's an animal. Exactly. I would pick Joe Burrow, though. Yeah, he's Joe, the guy that I want to lead my team. Yeah, he's, he's the guy who has a big ball sack. You know, throws that ball, hangs in the pocket, goes into any, any, any environment and can win. When you're a guy and you go out with your guy friends and you're like, we're going to pick up some chicks and you're looking at your buddy in the car and like, everyone's like, yeah, we're going to pick up some chicks. <laughs> Joe Burrow's the guy you want next to you because the guy's got nothing but confidence and it plays into the game for him. When he's on the field, his team's like, we're winning. We're, we're right. never underdogs. I, I don't I don't even know what that means. And all of a sudden you're watching like, I fuck. He's right. <laughs> Why is he an underdog? I know. I was saying to you last week, I think the Bills are overrated. And it, what showed was is they had no run game in the snow. And it really blossomed in that game. And they were just one-dimensional. So speaking of that, tell me how you feel about this little feud that occurred, um, you know, between Diggs and Allen. And then Diggs kind of took a shot at maybe the team, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he felt that he got upset. Um, he threw a tweet out. It said, want me to be okay with our level of play when it's not up to the standard? Nah. nah. I'm going to tell you something right now. 
I love a guy that wants to win. Do I wish he would have talked to his quarterback, maybe sitting down next to him, like in a healthy way? But you know what? When it's that big of a moment and it's that big of a game, it's that hard to stay composed. He was getting upset because he felt like, hey, I'm getting open and I'm not getting the ball. Um, I'm running the routes the way that they should be run and you're telling me I'm running them wrong. There was just, what happened was, is when you have a team that good that starts falling behind, everything starts to kind of snowball. And yeah. that's what I think. What do you think? Well, listen, it's it's very easy for me. I think McDermott is a terrible, terrible coach. Um, it, He's that, a regular season it's, hero. It's that plain and simple. I cannot uh, look at a coach uh, who thinks that he can get deep into the playoffs by utilizing one player on the field. We said that multiple times. And I've said that multiple times, and I said that there would be a breakdown of Josh Allen. And really, I don't know if there was a breakdown of Josh Allen, but hey, you came in the snow, you line up in empty, you have no run game, you try to make your guy run around and throw the ball over the place. You lined up in empty. I mean, it's just never going to work. They're able to play two safeties the whole game. They sat back and just played good defense. Plus, I mean, plus, not to mention, the Bengals become a nightmare because they have Jesse Bates over the top in the secondary. This guy is a problem. This is a guy that puts fear in the eyes of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. This is a superstar type I, player. I, I think, in, I think uh, on the offensive side, the Cincinnati Bengals have someone named Joe Mixon, who is a dynamic all, all, like an ultimate like gamer, like is is physical, can uh, do a little finesse, can do a little power. I love how uh, like multidimensional he is. Um, talking about gamer, is Dak a gamer? Dak Prescott, is he a gamer? So Dak showed so much mm-hmm. the week before. Yeah. Uh, the level of competition, as everybody knew, was not there coming from the Buccaneers yeah. in that previous week. Agreed. So, as I sit here, I have to say no. He he looked like a deer in headlights yeah. throughout that game. Um, his defense could not have played better. They he played turned great. the ball over, gave the Niners the ball in field position at the 25. 25 points in that game, you, I mean, here's what I'm going to tell you. As soon as Tony Pollard went out, I've said it a million times since they lost, I knew I, I, knew I was in trouble. I was like, okay, I'm not going to win the game anymore. Hopefully they can cover. I'm going to tell you something. When he panics, I said this before the show started, he throws too hard. And that doesn't work. Like, you're not, like, just because you throw the ball harder doesn't make you better. Drew Brees never threw the ball hard. Right. He threw the ball with precision. And that guy just needs to find that happy balance. And I just, you know what? I think he's lacking something, and it's called confidence. And I don't think he has the clutch gene. And unfortunately, I think he might have had the clutch gene at one point. But when you've been shamed by media so much because you're the Dallas Cowboys... You start once you get called like you suck, and then someone twenty five times tells you you suck. You start to believe. Do I suck? Right. And here's the funny thing about what you're saying. Yeah. Because I think he's okay. This week leading up to the game. Yeah. I think that Dak has these media distractions mentally because why would you approach the media coming into the biggest game of your life? Yeah. And you have to make a point to make sure that you tell them. Confidence is never a problem when I'm out there. That's when you know it's a problem. So you know what you know what Dak Prescott needs? He needs a coach like a Mike Tomlin to look at him and say, you're a dog. You're the guy. You are the guy. You're the guy that's going to get us there. Stop being the quarterback you, of America's you threw team. A, you threw a pick? Go throw another one. Yeah. Throw three. Look at Trevor Lawrence. Doug Peterson grabbed him and said, 
Good. Trevor Lawrence is he is ice cold blooded, and I'm going to tell you what: win he, or lose, because he doesn't care. I seen him throw four picks in that game down 27-0. It looked like he was playing with his newborn son in the park. I, He's like, oh, oh, let me take my helmet off. I'll think about it. I and stand behind we'll figure this. Figure it out. If the if the Chargers beat the Jags in that game and didn't blow a 27 point lead, we'd be watching the Chargers in the in the AFC Championship right now. You Makes do me say it. Sick. You do say Makes it. Makes me sick. All well, right, let's uh, talk about what makes you really sick and that's that the Giants Ugh. absolutely did not belong. No. I'm gonna, Talk about that. I'm going to tell you why. When your coach in the first quarter goes for it on fourth and eight from their own 40. <laughs> I, I said... This is balls, and if it doesn't work out, the game's over, and that's exactly what happened. The game was over as soon as it was 7-0, and they got down to the 40, and they couldn't move the ball another three, four, five yards to get a field goal at least. I knew the game was just done. Like, done. The Eagles' first drive, they got on to I-290, and they went 75 straight into the city on their first drive. The second time that they got the ball, you could already tell yeah, yeah. in the stadium mm-hmm. the game was completely done. The, the Eagles fans knew. The fans knew before the game. It was done. They were going to run all over them. And you know what? I thought they would be able to run, like shore up their, their, uh, their run game defense. I feel like they just showed up to play. I think Dave, uh, Brian Dable just said, you know what? We're completely outmatched here. 100%. And I, he went for it, took a shot there. I think we're outmatched. we got to take chances. Um, what's funny is it was 28-7. to seven. The Giants got the ball back. They're driving downfield. Uh, Daniel Jones took a five-yard loss on a run play when he could have thrown the ball away. We got it so upset have, about it that. Been, it would have been fourth and one, and instead it was fourth and six. And they ended up, uh, I think it was punting. I think they punted. Instead of they would have been able to go for they it. They did part. It's disgusting. If that guy, if he went to the university, what was it? Um, Duke? He went to Duke. Yeah, I mentioned his Duke education. I almost said North Carolina, that taboo for that. But Cuzzo, you got a Duke education. You are outside the tackle box. Throw the fucking ball away. I used car lot and you decide to run out of bounds for five a five yards. yard loss. It ends up fucking up the possession. If they would have scored that possession, it might have put the Eagles in a little bit of a spin because they already thought they won the game. Uh, disgusting. Uh, <laughs> fuck enough of those bum giants. They need to get a lot of receivers on that team to even have a chance next year. Are the jet is the Jags arrow straight up from here? 100%. The they Jaguars. got a great coach. Shaka Khan, great owner. They got a <laughs> they got an owner who's actually invested in winning. Uh, they have a great coach. University of uh, Illinois alum. They have a phenomenal backfield that they set up between two guys that went to the same university. Awesome move there. Smart. They've got speed demons at the wide receiver position, and their front seven is absolutely nasty. I think they go out. Get some um, offensive linemen next year. I think year. they go out and get some offensive linemen. I think if they can run the ball a little bit more effectively next year, it'll make them uh, a scarier team that you don't want to face. I also think they should look to get an offseason middle-tier uh, type run running back to back up ETN. I worry about his size as an every single down back. I feel that uh, for an entire season. When he gets older, he's yeah. get a year older in, in the NFL seasons a lot. So yeah. And um, at running back. Yeah. Yeah. You can't depend. I mean, they rode him pretty much. They, so the wheels fell off in, this they year. They are in warm weather though. So he might last one extra year. I hope he lasts All forever. Right. So what we're going to talk about now is um, Super Bowl predictions. Tony, you have the chiefs. Um, what do you think about that? I'm torn. I'm torn because now I'm in the uh, Tony torn moment of the playoffs where my uh, 
two favorite guys. Batman player uh, Joey Burrow comes to the table to play against a Chiefs team that I thought is capable of winning it all. Yeah. I still actually think they are capable of winning it all. However, my mindset is a little weary as their star, absolutely superstar player is. I don't know what his. I don't know what he's going to do with that ankle. I. I know. I um, can't. I can't. I don't like. Tough. I don't like how much the the fans love the Bengals right now. That's me personally, and that's how I feel in terms of betting the game. Like if you're asking me to give you a pick for that game, I can't give you a pick right now. But I do want to discuss with you some possible Super Bowl Super Bowl MVP. Kind of like, hey, this line looks pretty interesting. Okay, so let's do it this way. Okay, you go. Since there's still four teams, let's talk. I'm going to ask you to give me a player from each team that still is there. So if the Niners make it, then you'll get a player who's represented from that per team in particular. Okay, and so on and so forth. Right, so let's go. either way, you have some value here. Give me the first team, and I'll I'll rattle from there. Okay, let's go with Niners first. If the Niners make the Super Bowl. Show me some value here. McCaffrey at plus 1,700. If the Niners make it to the Super Bowl, they're going to have to lean on Christian McCaffrey, and they're going to have to lean on him hard to protect Brock to get him out of position. So Brock Purdy, I saw last game, was in some positions that made him panic. And I think that they're going to have to lean on him, lean on McCaffrey, and at plus 1,700, talk about value. I mean, am I wrong? (laughs) That's great value. You are not wrong at all. All right, next, I couldn't agree more. Well, who's your who's yours for them? So for the Niners, me Tell personally, me it's also Christian ah, McCaffrey plus seventeen hundred. Brother, I mean, you got to be out of your mind. In fact, when this show concludes, I'm going to be all over it because I'm going to tell you right now: if the Niners do make the Super Bowl, which I'll yes. get into later, I don't. I don't really necessarily think they will. Um, Christian McCaffrey, his ability to run the ball, his ability to catch the ball, his ability to score makes him a versatile Super Bowl MVP, no problem. I agree. Um, Okay, I'm going to give you this one. Um, Bengals, any value there? Bengals, uh, obviously, as you know, Joe Burrow as a QB is probably meant to win that if he performs. If not, my value uh, play for that is simply Jamar Chase. I think he shows up on the big stage. I think Burrow wins that one if they win. Yeah, I think it, that's a team. But for, but for value, I didn't want to give yeah, that out. Yeah, I know. But you know what? Plus 300's value or plus 330. I'm going to take Burrow. That's Burrow is my pick there. And I only say that because if, if Jamar's getting the ball, it's coming from Burrow. And of then course. Quarterback style by Burrow default. Burrow should win if since yeah. he gets there. As um, long as he balls out, which right, he will. Next one I'm going to give you is the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Who you got for you, me? Want me to go first? Yeah. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I wanted you I, to go first so I could say I have the same one again. I Are like, you out of your mind? It's another it, one. It, so when you're protecting a guy that has a bummed ankle or a high ankle sprain, plus twenty eight hundred. Yeah, that guy's a fucking bona fide star. He might catch twelve balls if his. He if might his, score three times. I know he he somehow is uncoverable even when he's <laughs> it's double the covered. Andy Reed red zone play calling people can't find him it's the only six seven guy that can disappear within a 10 yard span it blows my mind how he keeps getting open i every <laughs> week i'm like they're gonna adjust they don't adjust the guy just keeps scoring um last but not least is the eagles who's your pick for the eagles buddy i'll tell you what my pick for the eagles uh as here again it's hard to not pick jalen hurts to win this because he probably will if we pick if the he, same one again i'm kind of if creeped he out. doesn't I'm going to take A.J. Brown as the newcomer on the team. Okay. Newcomer on the team. Uh, The thing is, is that A.J. Brown is a gritty, gritty 
pipe over the middle receiver. Yes. And those are the kind of guys that I truly value in a game like the Super Bowl because that security blanket over the middle, short, yak. Take the uh, hit. I love him. I, I He's would, durable. Because of what I witnessed in the national championship against Ohio State, Devontae Smith is my value pick for that game. I do think that Jalen Hurts would probably win it. But he is I, explosive. If I had to pick one, I could see Devontae Smith getting some end arounds. I could see him getting some some long balls. Um, this guy can this guy can fly, and he does have great hands. On a lot of teams, he's a number one. I'm going to get into this uh, when we start talking about the games. Yeah, but that guy. Long story short, he's fucking explosive. He's phenomenal. He is what explosive. a great pick. When the Cowboys didn't get Devontae Smith, I was sick, by the way, in the draft. They could have got him. Um, okay, we're going to talk NBA. LeBron James is 224 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the all-time record holder. Is he the GOAT? Um, is he father time? What is he? We're not doing the GOAT thing. Okay, can I, give it a, can I talk about that? Yeah. Okay. LeBron James is the best of this generation. 100,000%. So if there's a godfather, the godfather is Michael Jordan. He, Correct. He, if there's a Mount Rushmore, Michael Jordan's on there and so is LeBron. Correct. But these are separate generations, separate games. I, for years, I, I still think Michael's the best. And you could talk to any NBA player. They're going to say Michael Jordan. But you know what? LeBron's got a position of his own. And the guy's, he's, he's multidimensional. I like him. Um, I'm not a LeBron hater, but I, I will tell you right now. I am I am not impressed by him passing the scoring record. The guy's a the guy's a monster. He was meant to pass this record, right? I'm a, I'm impressed by it. He's meant he was meant to. I told I knew he was going to break this record. See how 10 he, years he ago. gets a little upset. No, because Here. we all knew LeBron was built for this. The guy the guy ten years ago we knew was. Gonna, Can you just hear me out for two seconds? All right, I'll take a because take a breath. I'm I very passionate about this. You are because I genuinely agree with you. But my only point to that question is simply the fact that it's remarkable to me that he can be in this particular position when he isn't a selfish scorer throughout his career. That's a great comeback. I did not see you going he, there. He has never attempted to come out there every night and shoot 25 to 30 times. Or, in fact, many people argue that he can just take the ball at the top and do two dribbles and two big-ass fucking powerful steps and when whatever I, he wants When I bet that. the Lakers, I'll look at him like, just go to the hole, cuz! <laughs> because you're like, just go bully everybody. You and have that ability. He'll pass to some guy who they just signed off the fucking G League is uh, my point. Hey, if I don't know if you saw, but the Lakers passed, uh, or, or, I'm sorry, traded Kendrick Nunn after a terrible display that the guy played against the, um, they came back and won against who the other night. Fuck. Anyways, long story short. Oh, I, uh, OKC. Was that it? I think so. No, they had a comeback win against a team that they should have lost to. Long story short. Portland. They, Portland. Maybe it was. Portland. Yeah, they were getting because I lost my ass on that game. Portland so long, was up twenty five. Long story short, uh, Kendrick Nunn got traded. The guy made so many mistakes. You know LeBron because he's the GM of that team. He made a call. He's like, ship him, and they shipped him. <laughs> they didn't just ship him somewhere. They shipped that poor bastard all the way to fucking Washington D.C. to this fucking Wizards. I mean, goddamn. Think about it. you went from Los Angeles to Washington D.C. Uh, he said. Uh, 
He said, put him on that Southwest. Uh, <laughs> Pick a seat, cuz. We gotta go. Uh, you know what? As we keep talking. Uh, Pick a seat, cuzzo. You're going cross country. You play a ball game like that ever again, you get sent cross country. Literally. Hey, Hachimura is gonna be a nice signing for them. He, people don't know that that guy plays an incredible defense, actually. Yeah, I love He's him. He's not an offensive power, but what this does is shore up the defense against a guy. Like, he can guard the 3 4 position with, with, with ease. Um, Awkwardly talented, uh, and this undefense. Thomas Bryant guy looks on great, real. Where, Where did, did he come, come from? from? I know he came from the Wizards, I believe. Right? Did he? I think so. The guy's a monster. But man, is he showing out! I'll tell you what, there must be some broads over at the SLS that Thomas Bryant has his eye on because he's trying extra hard to get aboard these days. <laughs> I love the way he's playing. I love uh, it. Celtics are supposed to win the championship this year. That's what everyone says. Uh, who's coming out of the West? <laughs> Everyone says Celtics are going to come out of the, the East. Have we not already agreed, though, that this is Celtics season? If, if they don't win this year, they're never winning it. Um, they do have a problem. That Celtics team struggles against the Orlando Magic. And if so, whoever can study the games that the Celtics play the Magic and you can figure out what the Magic they are doing. They cracked them around yesterday, they right? They did. They beat them by over, I think, 20. Seven and a half point line. I'm telling you, I saw the line. I said, that's weird. I yeah. didn't touch it, but I said, that's weird. Yeah. Um, got to be careful with the Celtics. I'm telling you, there's certain teams that match up against them. And like, I could see the Cleveland um, Cavs matching up against them really well. Um, the Cavs are big because they're big and it, you're not going to be able to drive to the lane and get those 15 footers that, that Tatum and Brown love. Yeah. So. And I'll tell you uh, guys, we are so excited when the NFL, uh, Excuse me. The NFL season concludes. I'm being honest. I'm we done with be, NFL. We're going to be all over NBA. I mean, I love NFL, but I cannot wait to talk NBA or NCAA basketball with you. Like, I watch it every night. There's more basketball on than football, and we love NBA. I'm bet. I'm bet. I bet the NBA almost every other day. I love it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, who's coming out of the West? <sighs> I'll tell you the team that I would like to see come out of the West. I'm listening would probably be the Nuggets. Okay, so they're actually favored to come out of the West. Are they um, really? Yes, but you have to remember, the trade deadline is approaching. Wow, I didn't know they were the favorite to come out of the West, honest to God. Another yeah. team I'd like to see come out of the West then, since they are the favorite, uh, to give you another answer, would be Memphis. Okay, I, I actually hate the Memphis Grizzlies. I think they are. Uh, they think they're a bunch of young punks. They are. They want to fight every game. See, but I actually kind of like how they're bringing that 1988 spirit back. I want to see guys get fucking cracked around a little bit during the if playoffs. If they'll allow games to be played that way, Memphis would be my favorite team. Yeah. But what I don't like is they're trying to play 1990s basketball, but they're fighting with Shannon Sharp on the sidelines. Well, you know, that's John Morant's father, uh, who, by the way, goes to every single game, and he's very vocal. That's Listen, all I'll say. I'm, I'm not against it. I, I love that he loves his son. So do I. I, I, I. I wish my dad was here to be with me all the time. And I, I think it's a safety net for Jock because he yeah, knows his dad's it's there. Great. He loves his it's, dad. It's got to be good mentally, mentally for a player. I can look in the crowd. There's my pops. He gives me a little pet talk. We're good to go. And I love that the team wanted to go and fight. For for the for that's my job for the dad I I love that but what I don't love the the, the the they flop a lot they flop around okay you know <laughs> Stephen Adams I don't I mean that guy he's just bullying I'll tell everybody you what, I want to see a bigger guy on that team I want to see I'm, an enforcer I'm gonna caution you now I want to see a Bill Lambeer you're hearing on me that team. you're hearing me right now if the Lakers get one more score 
you're going to get dangerous. They're going to get dangerous. Yeah. Because they have, they're shoring up their defense with, uh, with their uh, Roy, Rui Hachimura. And this Thomas Bryant. And this Thomas coming Bryant's on. coming on. He's a, that's a big man. So now you've got a four and a five. They're going to play good D and rebound. If they add, like, I think the Bogdanovich from the, the Pistons, you're dead. You're dead. They're going to have a sniper from the outside and they're going to be, you're dead. That's a the, nice sign. The, the West is going to be in trouble if the Lakers score one more score. You know, I'd like to see the Lakers and get they're 48 a bench to one piece. right now. I think there is a bench piece out there specifically built for the Lakers. Who? His name is Bobby Portis. Yeah, but he's staying in. He's not. He's, I, I would love to see the Lakers not going make a play for him. They can't. The Bucks can't really. They can't let him go. He's too valuable to that team. I believe so. I watch a lot of Bucks games. He's too I valuable. I think he's a phenomenal player. The I'll Bulls tell you, were foolish I'll for give you names right now. There's DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, yeah, uh, Bogdanovich. Yeah. Those are three names off the top of my head who are in teams that fucking suck, and I'm a huge Bulls fan. It breaks my fucking heart to say that because I'm a diehard Bulls fan. I'm, I'm going down with the ship, but it's time for us to make some trades, get some fucking people. We do. And we don't play Alex Caruso enough. He's a great defender. He changes the whole complexion of the game. There's so many rings. He might even play too hard. No, no, I'm saying he he gets hurt. He plays that fucking. He 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 does charges. He knows hard. I love that Um, kid. Okay, so I got a new name for you. I said it early in the show. It's Tony Three Way. It's not sexual. It does feel sexual. I kind of liked saying it, but it's actually a (laughs) hockey play. Talk to me about your hockey bets. So this is now seen as now the books try and trick you with this play, okay? Because they some call it. No OT. Some call it uh, three way. Some mm-hmm. call it money line. Um, what the hell does FanDuel calls it? Like money line. Anyways, listen, make sure you don't get tricked here. I want to make sure I pull this up correctly. I am new to this, so bear with me. But uh, the three way has been phenomenal for me. Uh, on FanDuel, they're calling it 60 minute money line, no push which is just way too much for me. But listen, bottom line is whatever odds they're putting out on a nightly basis for the NHL, if you're playing this three-way, that means within three quarters or uh, periods, no overtime. So within three periods, no overtime included now. Uh, You're able to get teams that are, you know, minus 230, minus 240 for like minus 130, minus 140. Mm -hmm. It pretty much cuts them in half. And the cool thing is um, they are going to allow you to parlay some of these together. So, you know, your Uncle Sharp Mm. uh, likes to compound those. I've been having a great uh, deal of success playing these. Uh, I love the hockey community. So I encourage you guys to reach out, help me out with some of these three ways when you see them. Uh, my boy John John put me on to these, so shout out to him. But these have just been beautiful for me, cousin. Um, I cannot give you any valuable information on hockey. I'll do some research <laughs> and I will come back to you later. What's up, guys? It's your uncle Tony Sharp. Better is running an extremely cool program right now to help you build your NFL bankroll this weekend. For every bet you make on the NBA from now through Saturday, Better is going to give you $5 as a bonus credit to bet on the NFL this weekend. That's right. So if you make 10 NBA bets between now and Saturday, you're getting $50 in your account this Sunday morning to use on NFL games. Now keep in mind, the max bonus credit is $100. 
NBA markets are available on the Better app one to two hours before game time. Check out more details on the promotion by clicking the link below. And if you're in Ohio and haven't signed up for Better yet, we're giving $50 to all new users. All right, we're going to talk through some uh, some games um, for the, the. We're going to talk through the big games. We're going to talk through the NFC Championship, the, big the, games. AFC, the AFC Championship. Um, the line has shifted a lot in the Bengals Chiefs game. I know that we have a high ankle sprain out of Mahomes, but we have an incredible coach and in Andy Reid. What do you think about the game? What what's going on? If I'm I'm going to go first on this one. Are you go cool ahead. With that? I, w- I would like um, to hear your input to I, be totally uh, honest with you. I think you're going to get a lot of running back, uh, like a lot of swing passes. I think you're going to get a lot of screens. I think you're going to get a lot of tight end catches. I think it's going to be names that you're not used to hearing. That are, McKinnon's going to play a huge role right now because proud of you. He's a guy that can play the short game real well, and he makes great cuts. So I, if you're going to ask me to play, like pick a guy. This week could probably be a McKinnon type of week. Um, what do you think? Like, wh- where's your head at? Like, do you like the Chiefs to win? Do you like you know, the Bengals I to win? I absolutely love that you made it a McKinnon type of week because yeah. um, with the condition that Mahomes in is in, whether he plays or not, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. You're going to see jet sweep, orbit sweep. You're going to yeah. see verticals with uh, running backs releasing underneath into the flats. I You're also gonna see think really high percentage throws, throws to the tight end. Low and scoring. most importantly... You're going to see exactly what I've been telling you. You're going to see from the Chiefs uh, in, a, in a moment of desperate, dire need. They are going to continuously cycle um, those pretty electric, elusive running backs they have Buddy, on and off to, the field. They're going to have to run that play clock 35 seconds. They're going to have to try and limit Joe Burrow's time on the field. I think it's the type of game where Andy Reid's like, we're not the offensive big dog right now because of our little injury on our ankle. We're going to change the game up. We're going to play slow. And I think we're going to try, unless they fall behind early, then the whole game changes. Yeah. But I think what they're going to have to do to win, they're going to have to play a little bit different. They're going to have to play a little bit better. So I'll tell you my take real fast um, in terms of this game that I think is truly, truly crucial to understand. And that is that so many people are honing in on this Mahomes thing and the Chiefs offense when really I think the two guys that make the biggest difference in this game are Chris Jones and Frank Clark up front. Those two guys will have to put pressure on Burrow yeah. uh, if the Chiefs are going to win this game. Yeah, I, this is a game where I don't want to give you a pick right now until I know more about... Yeah, I have the, to know about this injury. I need to it's know more about the injury. If you want, if you're gun to my head, I'm probably going to take the Chiefs at plus three because I think that's where the line's going. Um, but like, I I need to see where the ankle's at. Uh, me too. I need to see where the ankle's at. Um, they want me. Uh, the, the the producers of the show are like, hey Marco, can you give us some team totals? I, I'm going under. Like I told you earlier. Um, if you told me to take, uh, if you want me to take talk about passing yards, I, I see Mahomes going under passing yards because I think they're going to slow the game so down. So did you see where they originally opened him? At where? Very, very interesting, guys. You have to uh, understand this now. Mahomes opened at 270 and a hook. Okay. Which is a lot for a guy pending an ankle injury, is it not? You know, this can go two ways. If they send pressure at Mahomes and he gets the ball out, he might throw a five-yard pass for 62 yards. I know. And and that's where the yards start to rack up. You know, Brock Purdy's showing me right now, like, he could throw a five-yard, you know, slant and... Debo Samuel will take it 75 yards for a touchdown. So sometimes you got to be careful with the pass yards over under, but I do think that they're going to run the ball in this game. They're going to slow it down. Uh, Travis Kelsey's going to get a lot of catches. McKinnon's going to get a lot of touches. I see that type being it being that type of game. Um, 
Okay, 49ers Eagles. Um, Brock Purdy looks scared against the Cowboys uh, a couple times. I I think the Eagles are going to win this game. That's my that'd be my pick. Um, I, I like the Niners, and they're a very scary team. They have a great defense. I think they have a questionable secondary. I think AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are going to beat up on them. <clears throat> I think it's going to be a really tough game for their secondary, and I do think it's going to be high scoring. What's your feeling? My feeling is that I think you can roll back the tape at what Philly did in their game plan against the Giants and, yeah. and just literally put it on replay with, with the Niners out on the field. That's what I think. I think that Sirianni comes out, uh, runs the ball downhill, 3-4 pop. I think that their offensive line is made of superhumans. Uh, those well, guys are question. unbelievable. Does the Eagles O-line have an edge or does the 49ers D-line have an edge? You, I think in this game, you are going to see the Eagles O-line show why they are the Eagles O-line. I truly believe that. Lane Johnson's a monster. Every time he plays, they run the ball. So, I mean, it's just crazy. But I but I think uh, uh, that the ball is going to be utilized to guys like Devontae down the line. And I think that these receivers are physically going to beat down uh, the 49er secondary. I really do. I think that at the end of the day is the difference. And Brock Purdy looked nervous in this pass game. What's How's he going to look uh, a team who is now, I believe, either one uh, sack away from taking the uh, all-time NFL sack total per season. Yeah, no, I feel that. These guys um, rush. Jalen Hurts is not getting enough respect, uh, in my opinion. What do you, What's your feeling on that? Oh, he's definitely not getting enough respect for the sole fact that he's simply doing his job I, week in and week out. When the pressure time breaks out, down, time out, it's because of the creative play calling by the coach. So we have to make sure we say that. He doesn't get the respect because the coach puts him in good positions to get easy stuff. I, I agree. And that still makes you valuable though, right? That makes you valuable. I, I mean, hey, when the cards are dealt, you know, we don't all get you the same him. deck, but you got to play them. Hey, coach, if you want to bring in some superstar you know receivers, what else? the guy you. knows how to throw the ball away too. Oh, he also knows how to evade pressure and use his legs for the better to navigate his the ability. Pocket. Yeah, navigate the pocket. Um, I, honestly, watching Sirianni, and I, I fucking hate him, by the way. Oh. I, you know what? I'd probably like him if we hung out. But when you take a second half bet and then he's like cheering for his team to score a touchdown. Wait, two and let's, a talk left. Of, let's talk about Ugh. when he was up 20. Was it 27-0? And he took a fourth and one. He came up to the line and took that yeah. delay a game. Yeah, we're going to go. Yeah, uh, He just wanted to uh, stick it right in the city. Losers, that's what he was saying. Um, I don't know. I, 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 Sirianni is the reason why I like the Eagles as well. Yeah. This guy just wants to end your, end your season and wants to get you fired. That's how he plays you. His yeah. goal is to get you fired. Beat a team yeah. down. 38. Shaking his hand after a game as a coach that you just played him and you lost to, I, 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 it'd be like, oh, I'd want to break his hand. Um, okay, so what we're going to do right now is, is um, I'm going to tell you a couple guys that I like to score a touchdown in this game. Um, I do think McCaffrey scores a touchdown in this game. Um, it's pretty easy. The guy just keeps scoring in these games. But I think what's going to happen is, is in order for Brock Purdy to be comfortable, He's going to have to get McCaffrey the ball in some space. And I think that's going to, he's going to get a little swing pass for a touchdown in this game. Yeah. I could totally see that. Uh, like I said before, he is just, you know, all over the place in both the run and pass game. I think a value play in this game for yeah. a guy I like to score is actually Brandon Ayuk this weekend. Uh, I like that. I'm going to give you the Eagle side. Okay. <laughs> he was so mad he didn't get to eat 
against oh, the Giants. Oh, A.J. Brown? A.J. Brown, if he doesn't score a touchdown this week, he might have a mental breakdown. Yeah. The guy was so... <laughs> the coach was like, chill, chill, chill. We got you. They're going to have to get him a touchdown this week. Yeah, so that's how it works. if you're asking me, Marco, what are you betting in the Eagles game? I'm probably going to take Eagles to win and A.J. Brown to score a touchdown because the guy, like, he literally was freaking out on the sidelines and his coach was trying to get him to chill. Devontae Smith wanted to talk to him and he's like, don't, like, don't talk to me. You scored today. Like, <laughs> Like, the guy needs the score. I love A.J. Brown. I love the kind of uh, athlete he is. I hope he gets one. Uh, yeah, that's he's, my he's, take. He's just a 